Check out Unpacking Israeli History podcast. From the history of infamous terror groups, Hamas and Hezbollah, to the story of Nakba, to Israel's disengagement from Gaza in 2005, there's so much to uncover. Unpacking Israeli History cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. Catch up on previous seasons and enjoy new episodes from Season 6 each week. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool. Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in History class where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is February 19th, 2019. The day was February 19th, 1942. After the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor a couple of months earlier, the citizens and government of the United States became frantic. They were increasingly distrustful of the many Japanese immigrants and Japanese citizens in the country, believing they couldn't be trusted to remain loyal to the U.S. over Japan. In many people's minds, people of Japanese descent were a threat to national safety and security. As a result, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066, which authorized the Secretary of War and military commanders to set up military zones that anybody could be evacuated from. The executive order was framed as a measure necessary to protect national security during wartime, since the country was now vulnerable to attack. But what the order actually did was take advantage of the public's escalating fears of Japanese Americans' involvement in the war and use it to put them in concentration camps. The passing of Executive Order 9066 was largely precipitated by the bombing of Pearl Harbor. 
But resentment of foreign nationals and Japanese immigrants in particular had already been growing steadily by the time FDR signed the executive order. Before the 19th century, Japan didn't want much to do with Europe or its colonies. But by the 1800s, Japan had begun trading with the United States and Japanese people were immigrating to the U.S. and other places as temporary laborers. At the same time, the U.S. was barring other Asian nationals from entering the country. The Chinese Exclusion Act, passed in 1882, banned immigration from China to the U.S. and prohibited all Chinese people in the U.S. from becoming citizens. The law partly had to do with the high unemployment and low wages in the U.S., which were blamed on Chinese laborers. But it also had to do with prejudices white Americans had against Chinese people. All of this is to say that there was a precedent for restricting immigration from Asia by the time the U.S. government began placing limits on the number of Japanese people that could come to the U.S. And in 1924, the government passed the Johnson-Reed Act, which set immigration quotas and effectively cut off the stream of Japanese people immigrating to the states. People who moved to the U.S. from Japan couldn't become citizens, although children born to Japanese people in the U.S. received birthright citizenship. Even so, most of the Japanese people who moved to the U.S. settled on the West Coast or in Hawaii, building up their own communities with their own schools and businesses. And a lot of these communities were doing well. But when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941 in the hopes of destroying U.S. military forces in the Pacific, the U.S. was compelled to enter World War II after years of trying to avoid being hands-on in the conflict. At first, there were appeals for people to remain calm. But soon enough, the government began targeting thousands of foreign nationals who it believed to be a threat. Many of the people who the government considered enemy aliens had done nothing that would legitimately earn them the label of enemy. Regardless, they were still sent to camps, jails, and prisons under suspicions of espionage, sabotage, and any other activities that could aid Japan in the war. And as more people were locked up, as the media amplified false reports of Japanese threats, and as actual Japanese military threats were posed, the public grew more fearful of Japanese people. The public and the government began supporting the idea of the mass incarceration of people of Japanese descent. In the beginning, the Justice Department was against mass removal and incarceration since it was unconstitutional. Many government officials opposed the measure, but the government went forward with the plan anyway. Strategist Carl Bendetson proposed skirting that tiny problem of unconstitutionality by giving the Secretary of War the authority to set up military zones and remove people from those zones at will. And Executive Order 9066, authorizing the Secretary of War to prescribe military areas was passed on February 19, 1942. The order also said that the government would provide for residents of any such area who are excluded therefrom such transportation, food, shelter, and other accommodations as may be necessary. 
Since the act didn't have enforcement provisions, the government also passed Public Law 503, which penalized people for entering, leaving, or committing any act in an exclusion zone. And on top of that, FDR also signed Executive Order 9102, which created the War Relocation Authority, the body in charge of creating and overseeing the internment camps. The whole West Coast was an exclusion zone, which meant that a bunch of Japanese people were required to leave their homes. But many couldn't afford to leave or faced resistance when they did. So they ended up being forced to leave. They were sent to temporary locations like horse stables and racetracks, then to concentration camps in remote areas where they had to work. Everyone of Japanese ancestry in the zones had to go, including people who were sick in hospitals and children in orphanages who just looked Japanese. The people who were incarcerated in concentration camps were guarded and not allowed to leave. But even though a lot of people didn't like having the camps in their area, most people still supported removal. And all this was being done under the guise of safety and the best interest of the country. Japanese people needed to be evacuated and moved to more secure locations for their own sake and the nation's sake. After the war ended, the concentration camps started closing with the last one shutting down in 1946. In 1948, people who had been incarcerated were granted $38 million in restitution. And in 1952, Japanese immigrants were able to become U.S. citizens. The U.S. government did admit to its mistakes and apologize in the 1980s, but Japanese people's lives had already been hugely affected. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Order 9066 and Japanese American internment, listen to the two-part episode of Stuff You Missed in History class called Executive Order 9066 and Japanese Internments. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at T-D-I-H-C podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you again tomorrow for more tidbits of history. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony Delisandra. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.